Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Rocking the piers. Do you know what song that's from? No. Mama said knock you out. Whoa. <laughs> LL Cool J. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. You ain't never heard that? No. What about going back to Cali? Cali. No. Cali. That another LL Cool J song? Going back to Cali. No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's LL Cool J. No one listens to them. It's not them. The only LL Cool J song I know is when I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the ball and in the back of my mind I hear my conscience call. Well, look. I the, need love. All right, so <laughs> those other two songs were way more mainstream than that and you just did. Hey, son, I go for the deep cuts. <laughs> LL Cool J and the them, G. It's a he. You don't know who. What show did he play on? Uh, he got a. There's a show on TV called Lip Sync Battle. There you go. That he hosts. Yeah, but he played on one of them NCISs or. Did he? No, that was Ice Ice T. Ice T played on one of them. Ice T had a band called Body Count. And had a song called Cop Killer. Okay. And it was like caused mass hysteria. And people was upset over it. I never heard it, but it was like a, a like a metal. It band. sounded very mainstream. I figured you was big on the mainstream <laughs> songs. You've never seen LL Cool J? No, it sounds like a boy band. <laughs> you know what LL stands for? No, ladies love Cool J. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, I believe so. That's what I've always heard. So you never heard? Uh, Mama said knock you out or whatever the name of it is. But yet you know all that and you know that deep cut. Yeah. When I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the wall. That sounds like Biz Marquisha to something. in the that. back of my mind I hear my conscience call. Biz Marquisha. Telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life I knew I need love. Like the ham to the burger. And like the burger to the bun. Like the cherry to the apple. And the peach and the plum. Y'all seen like music class in elementary school. That was some of the Beastie Boys for you, G. Now, I know you know who those are. Drop. Huh? Yeah. Does that sound like a boy band? Are the Beastie no. Boys considered a boy band? I don't think so. I think they're considered a rap group. Are they? Like, so, uh, so what, what constitutes a boy band? I don't know. It's got, I feel like boy bands got to have more than three people. Let me think about I think all your, I, all your famous boy band. What is it? In Sync. Yeah. That's got four people, four or five people in it. Right. Uh, Backstreet Boys got four or five people in it. Yeah. Those are only two boy bands. Could you just imagine us, like some people sitting there, looking <laughs> at us three, and they's like. I bet them jokers right there is pontificating on boy bands and lady loves cool J. That's the biggest word I've heard you say. I, I don't even know that word. Pon- Could you imagine somebody looking at us and going, I bet they don't even know the word pontificate. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Uh, Me either. Hanson didn't have but three folks in it. Mm bop. Hanson. And they're definitely a boy band. Mm bop. You saying mmm bop doesn't doesn't 
help me at all. Y'all, this is red-blooded outdoors. Don't call this a comeback. I've been here for years. Mama said knock you out. <laughs> Mama said knock. That's all I know of it. Mama said knock you out. I'm Cornelius Esquire the Third, aka Corn Bread. Too low G. I shoot low. <laughs> I said. I mean. Is that is that like your catchphrase or something? Yeah. I shoot low. I shoot low. And Rai Cooney. Man, what it's been he? like nine months since we've done a podcast. It's been a hot minute. First off, Cooney has had his head up his butt. We recorded a You Don't look at me like that. You've had your head up your butt. No. I ain't been wanting to record no podcast. Been running the roads, riding dang top trail side by sides <laughs> run, running all over the state taking pictures of your truck on the power line and on bridges and uh you took the picture of my truck on the bridge not wanting to go hunting you you took that picture you was like we went turkey hunting you go oh i got a good spot to take a picture of your truck while we're out here and was it not the that's the best pit truck picture you've had lowest viewed tiktok post really Lowest viewed TikTok post. Mm -hmm. Well, then all your folks on your TikTok don't enjoy good photography. They don't know good photography I when they see it. I made a video out because it's them live photos on your phone, and I figured out how to mash them all together and make like a 15-second video because you took like 4,000 pictures. Yeah. So I mashed a bunch of them together, and it and I got my whole truck rolling over the bridge. Right. Well, I, you know, I've learned in my photography – here we go. What makes good photography is take really quick pictures. Just go. And instead of only having five to choose from, you've got a hundred. Nobody's looking through a hundred pictures, though. Me? In my photography, I am. I'm not. I took the first four, mashed them together, made a video out of it. Yeah, but I'd already went through them and picked out the good ones. Between the time you took the pictures and the time you got back in the truck, you'd already picked a good one. Was there only four on there? There was probably five or six. So that's the thing about that phone. I don't know how you do them live pictures. It's just you, every picture you take is a live picture. Just well, about. bull hockey. It's in the settings of the picture you go Your in phone takes live pictures, too. Live pictures. It's Man. whenever there's movement in the picture. When you're moving the phone? Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, it's the truth. But anyhow, Cooney's been riding the roads, trying to get set up in the trapping business, going to concerts. He he ain't hardly ever home. And when he is home, he's either ill or sleeping. He stays mad because I whooped the far out of him in golf. We done picked golf up, by the way. And I'm you ever heard that Eminem song? Uh, Bomb spaghetti. I think I'm becoming a rap god, a rap god. When I step out on the golf course, I'm like, I think I'm becoming a golf god, a golf god. <laughs> no. I you're know not, you, that, I know what song you're talking about. But I know when you're on the course with me, I know you got to be looking at me thinking the same thing. No, I'm not. Because I whooped the I'm fool thinking, out wow, of wow, this is John Daly now. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Have you seen John Daly now? Uh-uh. Rough. Well, I'm not out there drinking and smoking cigarettes. Still rough. Anyhow, Cooney's dropped the ball. 
Tulo yeah, G. Right on the green. Oh! <laughs> Me and Tulo G. We recorded a couple of podcasts, didn't we? And then... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that SD card even good? It's is, got five hours on it. Is it recording? Yeah. Because we've recorded some and they got lost or overtopped of. Yeah, or, it's recording. Or yeah, something. we like overtopped them and didn't realize it went dead. Yeah, the SIM card got. We we just had a bunch of rookie mistakes, like we were starting all over. Yes, I wasn't here. Yeah, I wasn't here to guide y'all. I'm the new co-host, by the way. Oh, so you're taking Cooney's spot? Yeah. Why don't y'all arm wrestle for it right now? No. No. G gets to use his leg. (laughs) You ever seen them jokers do that Indian called Indian leg wrestling? Uh. -uh. They'll lay like one person's head facing that way, the other one's facing the opposite. Back and to you, back, upside down. You're like laying on the ground, butt to butt, right beside each other. But you're laying with your back on the ground. Yeah. You kick your leg up in there three times, the leg closest to each other. One, two, and on that third one, you reach up and you try to grab the other person's leg with your leg and flip them over. I ain't laying butt to butt with nobody. <laughs> I ain't. It's what leg wrestling. Ta- what are you talking about, I'm, I'm going to teach you about it. What are you talking about? Leg wrestling. No, that ain't happening. No. You just, you, you're not butt to butt. That ain't happening. You're laying on your back beside each other, but the equal point in your body is about your butt to butt. Yeah. Because most people have about the same size legs. Not me. I, I think I'm going to start leg. every podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start dedicating the podcast to a certain person. What do you think about that? Okay. This who you podcast. Gonna, who you gonna dedicate this one to Timmy Heaps. Timmy Heaps. Remember when we went and met Timmy Heaps in Rockmart? I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing a little song for Timmy Heaps. Meet me in Montana. I just got songs in my head right now. Just got songs in my head. It's huge. So I hope there's something in there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that song? Can you finish it? No. Oh, my gosh. I know you've heard that song. I probably have. I can't finish it off the top of my head. Holy smokes. Timmy Heaps, this podcast is dedicated to you for no particular reason, just because you're a good dude. Timmy Heaps. Yep. So, G-Money missed a turkey this year. Since we ain't done the podcast, let's just draw it up real quick. Recap. G-Money missed a turkey. Probably the worst turkey shot I've ever seen in my life. Double shot. Shot two times. Uh, hey, at least I didn't shoot it in the body, though. You didn't shoot it in the body. You did try to head shoot it, and that was I was proud of you for such an event. Uh, we'll tell that story Yeah. on a lot of, on a lot of podcasts. Um, what else has went on? What else have we done? Oh, no, I'm trying to look up and see what the date was on the last podcast. It was December of last year. Was it not head trivia? It was darkness. Darkness. Imprisoning me. All that I see. Absolute horror. How can I not live? How can I die? Trapped in myself. Body my holding cell. I thought songs wasn't stuff stuck in your head. Some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so since December, wasn't of that last the most year, ridiculous thing that's ever happened? What in the world's wrong with you, man? So since December of last year, I uh, turned nineteen. Oh, uh, we ain't getting all like that now. <laughs> and that hate that happened. It did happen. 
you seen you went and seen Eric Church the other day. Yep. Now I am disappointed in the Eric Church concert, even though I didn't go. I am also a little disappointed in it myself. Because he didn't sing none of his deep cuts. No, no long-haired Eric Church. No long-haired Eric Church. A few long-haired Eric Church songs. No Homeboy. Nope. No Copperhead Rattlesnake. Monsters. Uh, No Monster. Uh, No I Love You Love the Most. Guys Like Me. Guys Like Me. None of it. About the time I realized. Well, see, here's one of the problems. You was in the front row. Mm-hmm. If I was in the front row, I would have been making some demands. He would have been able to hear me. And I would have been hollering out like homeboy. It's, now, I'm not going to holler out I love you love the most to another dude. not going to do that. You got me messed up. I'm going to make my voice louder than this whole crowd of <laughs> 10,000 yeah. people. Uh. So yeah, that I mean, what, so you was disappointed. Yeah, I was. It was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's still a pretty good show. All right, so rate it in all the shows you've seen. You went to another one. I went to two more. I went to uh, another Hank Williams Jr. concert back in May. Right. And then I went to a Larry Fleet concert. I don't even know who Larry Fleet is. Mm, good. And, and I don't know who Whiskey Mars is. It's Whiskey Myers, not Whiskey Mars. M-Y-E-R-S. Yeah. Say it right. So. Mars. Rate the concert out of all the concerts you've been to. You've been to a good handful now. Rate the Eric Church concert. On a scale of one to five. On a scale of one to five? Yeah. Huh. Probably going to be about a two. Now I'll give it. I'll give it a three. Now you were front row. Well, I I've been to five concerts, so this is actually pretty easy. I've been to two Hank Williams. Yeah. I've been to Larry Fleet, Muscadine Bloodline, and Eric Church. You went to uh, Jelly Roll. I did. That's right. Yeah. Six. Jelly Roll and who was it? Oh. Uh, Wetzel. And I took you to see Colt Ford. Don't forget your first concert. Oh, come year. on, man. <laughs> Don't forget. Come you. on, man. I said it was seven, like five. Out of seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it eight. Right. Now we'll call it we'll call it nine because them's two different people, Jelly Roll and Cole Wetzel. Them's two different concerts. That's right the there. same one. If it did, they sang on the same night. Did you did you leave the place and go somewhere else? No. But Same they're two con- different concerts because they're two different concert. types of music. Listen, you're trying to get too technical in this. You had. You're trying to get too technical in this. Eric if, Church was the worst one. The, all right, so. Well, no, I'll give. Eric Church was the second to last. So he's a, he's a, a three out of five on a scale of one to five. What okay. Was the last one? What was the last one? The last one was probably that Jelly Roll Cold Wets one. Yeah, that was a, not a good one? I like the Jelly Roll part, but I think the Coetzel part threw me off. I don't know who Coetzel is. I like Coetzel, but he's got a different style of music. I mean, he's still good, but I just don't listen to him. So, is he a boy band? No, he's one person. He's like LL Cool J. Is he? Yeah. He's a solo boy. Yeah. So, you wouldn't go back and see the same Eric Church concert? No. If you was in a city next week and somebody said, hey... 
here's the same exact ticket you had to such and such venue here where you're currently at, you'd be like, nah, no, thank you. Probably. Really? I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Because he didn't sing the songs you wanted to hear? Yeah. He didn't He didn't sing the songs we all wanted to hear. Yeah. Everybody there wanted to hear Homeboy. You don't yeah. think of Eric Church and don't think Homeboy. Yeah, everybody wants, yeah. Homeboy, yeah, that's that's the jizz am right there. He, so. play, he played Talladega and Springsteen. Talladega's a pretty good one. That's how I, I don't really care for the Springsteen. They've been overplayed. I mean, you you got to play dang Copperhead and Rattlesnake, whatever the name of that song is. What's the name? Rattlesnake. Is that I the think name? Or Snake, something like that. Yeah. Did he play Creeping? He did do Creeping. About the time I realized he wasn't gonna play none of them, I'd have left. I'd have hollered out. I'd have hollered out to him, "This is a boatload of mess. I'm out of here." No. Front row seats, I'd have asked him personally for my money back. I'd have said, you, you didn't give me what I expected. This is a boatload of mess. I'm out of here. <laughs> this is a boatload of mess. I just, got, I just come over that rail, walked up there on stage, grab that microphone and say, this is a boatload of mess. I'd have been out there. I'm out of here. I'd have been out of there fashioning Jay, Jay Bird. Bird fly over and pop egg, yeah. <laughs> so, I, what else you doing? What I mean, what else have you done? You're trying to get in the trapping business. All right. Tell the story of you getting these trapping licenses. Okay. Now, now I want so you to tell I'm, the story. So I start looking into getting these trapping licenses, right? To, fur, to trap fur bears. Yeah, most people know what trapping is. Well, that I mean. Well, let me tell it. <laughs> well, that with with all the stuff you've been talking about, they might talk about you as trapping like two chains. You know, two chains run a trap house in downtown Atlanta. Yeah, that's, I was trying to get my permit to trap to run a trap house in Atlanta because that's what those people are worried about are permits. Hey, all the good trap houses in Atlanta's permitted, son. No, they ain't. But uh, I thought you was running with two chains, boy. No. So I start looking into getting this trapping license. And I re- I call so I call our office, which is Region One for Georgia, up yeah. in our merchant. I call up there and they say I gotta take his test. I gotta take his fifty question test. So what led you to call the office? I wanna know how to get my trapping license. Okay. All right. So I called the office <laughs> okay. for Region One. <laughs> And I said, hey, how do I get my trapping license? Our Murchie, Georgia. Said that part. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so the lady told me, she said, you got to take this test, a 50-question test, and you got to get at least 80%. If you fail it, you got to wait 15 days to take it again. Right. If you pass it, you can go and get your trapping license. So me and a buddy of mine... He wanted to get his license too, so we we mosey our way on up to our merchant. Okay. We set up an appointment to okay. begin with. Okay, now hold on, you're leaving out some valuable information here in the middle, where you was explaining this to your daddy, which is me, and I was like, "That eh, don't sound right, Cooney." But okay, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. And and what else did I tell you? No. Okay, I'm gonna let that come out here. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna let that come out at the end. Go ahead. Anyway, 
So the woman sends me a study guide for this so-called test. Right. So me and my buddy, we set up an appointment. We go up there to take the test. On a, on a Monday. On a Monday, because I'm off work on a Monday. Now, first of all, that's number one key. Any feller, any feller that I know, unless they are retarded or disabled, nothing against none of them folks, that, you know, that's awesome if that's what you are. But any feller that I know, what might be in the trapping business is out there getting it on a Monday morning, son. Is out there putting in that work. Running a shovel, running a track hole, running a wheel loader, putting in the air conditioning, fixing the toilet, putting on some shingles, pouring some concrete, cutting some grass. Pitting in the water heater. Putting in a, pitting in a water heater. I, I'm talking about getting it. So if somebody is setting up a test. I'm assuming that somebody who's trying to trying to get into something to enjoy it is just going to work their life away until it comes time to enjoy. Just work their life away, take no time off to enjoy this thing they're trying to enjoy. I'm assuming they're, they're going straight from pouring concrete to checking a trap line. I'm assuming they just have absolutely no free time in their life. And they're just working themselves to the bone to be able to trap. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's exactly what you're saying. If they were said test, what involved, what involved somebody what had a hobby of trapping? Because let's be clear, unless you are up around the Alaskan tundra, the Canadian Yukon, whatever you call them places way up yonder. You ain't trapping to make a living down here in this country. There's people that do You out here Not getting Not down it. here, but up there. Up there. So what I'm saying is, if there was some said test what was associated in this extracurricular outdoor, outdoor activity, it wouldn't be required to take it on a weekday. Well, But nonetheless, go ahead. Since these people also happen to be off on the weekends, such as everybody else in the world... <laughs> Some folks, but anyhow, roll with it. Such as everybody else. Some in of the world. us is keeping America great, but go ahead. Anyway, we go up here and we take this test. It's big. We put they put us in this room. You're in there by yourselves. You, multiple choice. Fill in the blank. Finish the sentence. All that good stuff. Well, I'm about on question ten. And I have understood absolutely none of it thus far. <laughs> it is asking me questions about when's the appropriate time to remove bats from an attic. One of the questions I remember specifically was a person has put a cage trap with dog with cat food and a canvas and a canvas piece of canvas over the top of it. Right. What are they trying to catch? Well, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> what is what is being a nuisance to these people? Right. That might be what they're trying to catch. And it was like muskrat, otter, possum, beaver. I'm like, well, they're I guess trying to it, catch a possum. I guess it's a possum because that's the only thing I've ever saw walk right. into one of those traps out of that list. Right. So I'm doing this question. Whatever. Yeah. I get done with it. Granted, I I know this test. I just ain't even passed it. I've just wasted my whole day driving my way up here to all merchants. Fifty questions. Fifty questions. Right. 
I, I'm leaving, and I asked the lady, I said, are you sure I have to have this test to get these licenses? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, here's my test. Okay, our offices will call you in two to four hours with your results. Wow. Okay. So you didn't have to pay for it? No. You paid for it if you passed it. You pay it. if you pass. Well, right. you don't pay for the test. You pay for your license. Right. I noticed at the top it said nuisance. It's like a, I can't remember the exact name, but nuisance something right. test. It's basically a test to become an exterminator is what it was. Right. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But uh, so I take this test. We, me and my buddy, we sort we walk around. It's up there at that Arrowhead WMA. Right. So we walk around the trails they got there for you to walk on for a little while, and we come on back to the house, stop meeting all that. What time did I? What time did I text you? I got out of there. Probably. Uh, 10, 30, 11? Yeah, that's what I think. Well, I got a call at three o'clock. Hey, I'm calling to let you know about your test scores. Yeah. How many did they tell me I got right? Did I tell you? You said five or seven, didn't you? Seven out of the 50 questions. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so that led me to think something ain't right here. Mm-hmm. I called you and told you, and you're like, I don't know. I'd call them in Social Circle. Yeah. And see what they say. So I called down at Social Circle. And the woman answers the phone, and I say, hey. Social Circle, Georgia. Yeah. I say, hey, I've went and taken this test to get my trapping license. Do I have to have that test to get my trapping license? No, you don't. See? Then why like, do they even have the test? If well, you I, think, I it? think it's for, like, becoming, like, an exterminator or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's for, like, residential pest control. So yeah. like, So, like, if you was a... If you had some bats get stuck up in your attic. If you had that license and you had two low G's pest removal and they had a dang ravenous coyote running around their house and whatnot. And they'd be like, hey, two low G, can you get rid of this coyote? And you'd be like, well, I most certainly can. I drove all the way up there to our merchant and took a 50-question test and paid for my license once I passed it. And then you go out there and... Put your cat food in your burlap sack over your your trap and catch said coyote. But that's what it's for. People get bats in their attic and and all that, and people don't want all that. You know what? If a bat gets in your attic, who cares? Oh, so pretty much as like a marketing license. Yeah. Was it not a great experience when you was at your mama and papa's house, Cooney, and the bat fell out of the attic into the kitchen floor? Do you, I remember that. Do you, do, you, do you remember that? Yeah. Was that not a great experience? It was an experience. I mean, it's. I mean, come on, dude. Did they have anything about trapping bees or yellow jackets? Nothing. I don't think there's a trap made for that. <laughs> what they? It could be bee or yellow jacket removal. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So this woman down in social circle, she says. No, you ain't got to have the test. She furthermore goes on to tell me that she has had people call from Region 1 about them telling them they have to have this test to get their license. Yeah. So this, I'm not the only one this has happened to. Right. And uh, she goes, no, you just print out the paper, the forms, fill them out, 
send them down here to us send in your payment method when we get it in the mail we'll tra- we'll process it yeah. we'll send you back everything you need right done there you go so i made an appointment studied and waited a week to take his test on a monday on a monday which apparently i should have been pouring concrete or cutting hay or whatever <laughs> and or shoveling yeah or, or shoveling just i should just been outside in the yard shoveling hey could have put in a new water heater yeah but apparently i did all that waited a week for nothing that's right well now you now you get to get your uh trapping license i still ain't even sent a paper in well now you well first off you had a a meltdown you had a you had one of my meltdowns because they asked you to send a check that'd have been like them you had the equivalent meltdown of them asking you to send a check because you don't have a check that i would have had if they'd asked me to vimo it to them you know what I mean? It'd have been a different meltdown because Vimo ain't a thing. So you'd have been Venmo. You'd have been <laughs> freaking out trying to figure out what a Vimo is. Venmo. Left the N out. Big deal. Venmo. Oh, I gotta buy You this freak Venmo. out when you have to buy anything. Or how are they just gonna like when you the first I remember the first time you ordered something from Amazon. Oh, I gotta put my, my debit card information in here. What if somebody steals it? <laughs> Nonetheless, son, people do that. Yeah, they why, do. Why are you privy to that information? Are you privy to the fact that folks steal people's debit card? Are and, you privy to the fact that millions of Americans order from Amazon a day? And I bet maybe, maybe 0.2% of them get their stuff stole a day. I ain't never ordered nothing from it. Well, if it was part two or the point two. Yeah, what if I was that? Well, then we'd go from there. We'd figure out Vimo. Venmo, you said. But anyhow, so now you get to get into trapping business. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, and I'm sure you're going to have to use my spots that I got to hunt. And apparently to, your traps, because those are all your traps. How many traps did you get out there that was my traps? In seven. the garage? Yeah. Six or seven. Okay, how many do you got? Eight, nine, because of the ones I found out in the garage and the brand two brand new ones I got. No, so those are my traps, and you're gonna have to. You do you have any spots that you have come yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Where? That Who? Black coyote. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Who? about it. Well, if you count Chris, my buddy Chris, that's my spot because that's my buddy. That's my spot. So because he told yeah. me come over well he he told you you could because you're my boy no he told me i could because i'm an upstanding he had already told me and g we could dove hunt over there oh wow so he told so you don't have permission to trap all you got permission to do is dove hunt. well once somebody gives you permission to hunt anything that's your spot Hmm. that's your spot somebody's house can't be your spot and because me and g don't want them bobcats and foxes getting our doves so it's well, our then, spot to take well, care of. I'm telling you right now, if I'm walking around out there setting me some traps and I come up on some that ain't mine, they will become. What, traps? Yeah. Oh, no. If I'm walking around out there and I see some traps with the name Cornbread labeled on them with a backwards K, <laughs> what am I going <laughs> to do? 
put a stick on the plate, pop them loose, take them out of the ground, stake and all. See, a grown, man, a grown man like myself just job your fingers down in there. You job your fingers. When I, when, I set, when I set my traps, when I let my traps loose, when it's time to pick them up, I just stick my hand in it. Okay. Get tetanus. I don't care. Hey, they ain't going to get tetanus. from a trap. He's got weak. He's got weak skin. That thing touch him. That thing will bite on him. Rip his finger open. It'd be rusty. It'd get tetanus. Just on my son. Have to cut your hand off. Just on my son. Have to cut your hand off. He can stick your nub down in there and set it off. There you go. My my weak skin's on my son arm, where my arm sticks out the window, or from all them years of getting it running the track hoe shoveling. (laughs) All them years of pouring concrete. (laughs) That's right. Spreading eighteen tons. Getting it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. We 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 fixed the dang driveway out there. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was we a good, did. That was a good little life lesson on y'all, wasn't it? Took us yeah. three days. I wouldn't call it a. It's a life lesson we've learned probably four times now. <laughs> what do you mean? Cutting the trees up. Yeah, that's another life digging lesson. Digging the septic tank up like five. Yeah, times. digging the septic tank up by hand. Shoveling. I dug the septic tank up by hand by myself one time, and they still brought a tractor out there and dug it up because we dug up the wrong lid. Well, you wasn't here for the for the yellow jacket attack. Good, because oh, I would almost died. I'd have went somewhere. I'd have went look, to the restaurant. Let me tell y'all this, folks. All you people that wear waders for duck hunting or or whatever, if you leave your waders on the porch after you're done hunting with them. It's a good idea to periodically check them and or not even leave them on the porch because Buck and G was cleaning off the front porch uh, Sunday and a yellow jacket, some yellow jackets had made a nest inside of that pair of waders. Not some, the whole neighborhood. Yeah, it was hundreds of them. It was hundreds of them. But... Evidently, they didn't talk to that group of hornets that I took care of, or we took care of, rather, because I messed them up, boy. I messed them up. With some dirty dish water. I was in there washing the dishes in the sink, because there ain't no sense in having a dang dishwasher in your house. Come Stop. Dishwasher whistle. That's enough of this. That's enough of this. That's enough of this. Getting off track. <laughs> Well, buy a crackless. Let me tell you something. I sit here. Why would I want that robot box taking up my kitchen space? I love to hear, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Doing hard things absolutely has a great purpose and plenty of value. Doing things for no reason just to make things fun. (laughs) That's what we like to call it. It is awesome, and it will stretch you and grow you and all the things. But it's hard for me to listen to some people talk that, and this ain't judgment. I'm just this is my perspective. Doing said things when I know that person probably don't even know how to change their tar. Right? Probably ain't going to replace their own hot water heater. Like that's some stuff that has to be done. Well. I tried to talk your mama in not even replacing the hot water heater. Yeah. This joker tried to talk somebody into just having cold water for the rest yeah. of their life. Yeah. It'd uh, be, be just like having a whale. 
when you fuel pump, well. and I and I'm not saying hey, you should do what I do because this is what. No, to me, that's the hard things. It's like, oh man, this fuel pumps out. I got to figure out how I'm going to replace said fuel pump instead of having it hauled to the mechanic and paying them to do it. You know, I'm going to dang figure out how to jack the bed up. I can tell you how to replace a fuel pump. It'd take you about six hours, one visit to the vet, and about four jackets. (laughs) (laughs) It was cold that day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cold. A visit to the vet? Yeah, that's when I first got Miho. Yeah. Oh. Remember, I took him to the vet but, that day. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, is when, you know, there's so much of that content out there about doing those hard things and and whatnot, but, like, the practicality of everyday life, I don't think is intertwined in it from my perspective. Yeah, right? makes sense. Like, uh, I'm no, I'm not healthy by no means, and I need to be, and I know that, and I know doing that kind of stuff has value a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. But I think if somebody also would be like, "Holy smokes, my alternator went out on my car. I have no idea on how to replace it." That's detrimental. You got to have that thing to get back and forth to work. You got to have it to go get your groceries, do whatever you got to do. Is there any other definition of something hard that you don't have no idea how to do it? Get out there and go do it. I know how that one goes, too. You don't learn unless you that's do about, it. That's about eight hours, 90 degrees, but and a whole radiator. Do you, but do you <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, does it make sense? And I'm not... I, Look, man, I'm not. I I get inspired every day by seeing people and hearing people talk about doing that, different stuff, runs and climbs and swims, and I think it's awesome, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's like, uh, it's like that joke I was making y'all the other day when the hot water heater went out here at the house. Our hot water heater's in the crawl space, y'all. Mm-hmm. So you got about, and it's in the crawl. Yeah, you got about two or three foot that you can bend over, and then you're on your knees crawling to the location. And um, when I was making that joke, when you and Buck was toting the hot water heater from the truck to the back of the house, when I was, who's going to tote the hot water heaters? Who's going to tote the hot water heaters? You know, like that David Goggins thing. Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah, who's going to carry the boat? I know that's a teetotal different realm in what he's talking about versus that, but. Uh, to me, that's I see challenges and stuff like that. Though ninety percent of everything physical is a challenge to me as well, but I also see challenges in practical everyday life. Not that those aren't being healthy and working out. Not that that ain't, but something you really got to get up and get after and like learn a skill like purposely have to learn it not learn it because you're interested in it learn it because you have to like true you truly have to you truly have to learn how to to wire up a a breaker that keeps blowing out in your fuse box instead of paying an electrician to do it there's so many things 
that you can learn to do in half-to situations 100% that you don't have to pay somebody to do out of convenience. And I think so many times the doing the hard thing uh, um, explanation is our lives are so convenient that we, you know, put ourselves through so on and so forth. There's so many different explanations, and I think all of them are awesome. I'm not knocking none of them, but I think a lot of the things that I'm explaining, like changing your alternator, I'm not talking about changing your oil, a filter, and I'm talking about something where it's detrimental if this don't get going you ain't going to get to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. What you have to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody might say, well, that's ridiculous. I got to go to work. I got to be able to do that. Oh, well, you can go do this event over here that took your entire weekend, but you can't uh, eliminate an evening or a whole Saturday to do because it's a have to thing. You'd rather pay somebody. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, and most of the stuff that, like you said, people when you when you have somebody like the way I see it, when you have a mechanic do something, mm-hmm. which there is a lot of stuff like with cars yeah. that you have to have special tools and oh, a, a certain yeah. level of knowledge to be able to do. I, I totally agree. And it's the same like with an electrical panel; you have to have a certain knowledge, right? And maybe special tools and just the know how to do it. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff that you just pay for the convenience of it. Yeah. It's like like an oil change. And I ain't knocking nobody that gets oil changes at like Mavis or something like that or a Jiffy Lube or whatever. Yeah. But an oil change, it costs maybe half the price. I don't know what oil change. I, I I'm don't a, do oil change. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know how much it costs. Oil change, brushing your teeth, all that mess is a myth an oil change there's they ain't but one type of vehicle one type of machinery that needs regular oil change and that's heavy equipment that's out there let me stop you that's out there let me stop you because you said brushing your teeth is a myth let me stop you because you done went to the dentist the other day and got this deep cleaning on your teeth and what was the first thing you told me when you talk about your new pearly whites what was it you looked at me and said? You need to start brushing your teeth. <laughs> yeah, so you don't so, end up so like let, this teeth. So let let let's let's not go off. Let's not get carried away now. Is it or is it not a myth? That's my point. I made it to forty eight years old before I had to have my teeth clean. Oh, so you're saying I got forty eight years and yeah. I mean if they fall out, I can just buy some new ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Roll with it. Roll with it, son. Fine. When I'm 48 years old, I'm just going to get somebody knock all my teeth. Might as well go ahead and get them all pulled now, get some dentures dropped in there. I tell you what, keep keep acting the way you've been acting, and I'm going to knock them out for you. Mm -hmm. How about that? And you'll be paying for them dentures too, (laughs) boy. The only thing you need an oil change in, I'm going to say two things, is heavy equipment. Helicopters. out, Out there running in full, full power all the time. Sucking dust up through the air cleaner and everything else. Heavy equipment. You need regular oil change. 100%.
hundred percent. Um, and airplanes. Let's go on ahead and do everything we can do with our airplane. If it's going to be hauling folks around, I'm not flying. But all these other people I got that buddies of mine and stuff. Let's go on ahead and make boat. Let's go on ahead and make sure that airplane is good to go. What about a boat? Does that fall in the same airplane category? <laughs> yes, because we learned that lesson when it was alligator hunting when the motor wouldn't work. No, what what it was with that was was the motor got flooded. It wasn't the oil. Yeah. I thought we had to put some type of No, what it way. was is when I got in there, I pumped that ball uh-huh. too many times. I shouldn't even have pumped it, and it would have crunk. It just got flooded. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Now we put oil. We checked the oil for the for the prop. Oh yeah. And we just added some. Yeah. Like no, there wasn't nothing wrong with the motor. But no, anyways, like I was saying, an oil change. That's that's you pay for that at a place. You pay for the convenience of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it don't hardly cost you near as much as it does to get it changed yeah. somewhere as to do it yourself. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that, that people shouldn't do that. I'm just saying this is my perspective. I find challenge in when, like when our hot water heater went out. Y'all always make fun of me because I'm always finding something for us to do outside, cut up trees, dig the septic tank up, stuff like it. That's where I, oh, holy smokes, the hot water heater's out. Uh we ain't going to be able to have no hot water less than we get this done or hire a plumber. Well, why would I hire a plumber? We're perfectly capable of doing said hot water heater. Now, see, that statement is true for the hot water heater. That statement is not true for said trees. Yes, it is. Because, and here's why. Because we decide to have these seven, six or seven trees cut down. Yeah. In our yard mm-hmm. that we're going to clean up ourselves. Big red oaks. Big red and oaks. one sweet gum. Big red oaks, big sweet gum. Right. I'm going to have these seven trees cut down, and I'm going to have all three of these boys out here help me cut these trees. The only thing we don't have is something to cut these trees. <laughs> the only thing we, we have is what a do we power have? D-watch We have saw. a rock bar, which is what? About a five-foot-tall bar with a wedge on the end of it that weighs every bit of 30 pounds. Right. And we have a go-devil. Right. For splitting wood into firewood. Right. Good thing we got that, because we got six-foot logs on the ground. Well, I borrowed So, it. what we didn't have was a chainsaw. So, we relied on somebody else to have a chainsaw so we could cut our trees up. Uh, but, hold on. We didn't rely. We made a trade. So, I got a buddy that sells firewood. So, I said, hey, I'll bring you this firewood if you let me use a chainsaw. It wasn't even a borrow. It was a trade. So he let me use the chainsaw. And we cut it up and we hauled it to him. Did it, we not? It was a I lease. Did forget, I forgot about that part. I did yeah. for real. It was a lease. You paid him in firewood to lease this chainsaw. And then, we don't keep this chainsaw. No. 
You're right. No, no yeah. but I can guarantee you one thing. There's going to be more trees. Oh, yeah. And when the time comes, guess who's going to be waiting on a saw? We are. Well, I think you ought to buy us a saw. I ought to buy me a saw and rent it to you. <laughs> That's what then I ought we, to do. Then we go borrow another saw to cut stone. Which we that still, was a trade, too. What's that? A sort of a trade. What? To get the stumps grounded. I paid for that. Yeah, but we used his chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did uh, use Freddie's chainsaw. Freddie come out and, and uh, ground up the stumps. Yeah. We but, cut but, we cut stumps for three days. But even something like that. Like, I was excited that, that I had them coming out here cutting them, <laughs> cutting them trees down. And I told them, I said, don't haul off none of the mess. We're going to ha- And we still got plenty of work to do with that. Yeah, and that was, was how long ago? It was still cold outside when that happened. I said, don't haul off none of the mess. We're going to cut it all up ourselves. It was fun. It's just like it's just like when the wind blew that tree over the other week into the neighbor's yard. Now, I hate that it hit his fence and, and you know, damaged his fence and all that. By all means. But that's a, hey, we got to get this tree up out of this man's yard. They ain't no, the tree was already on the ground. They ain't no way I'd have paid somebody to come out and cut that tree up and move it. That, no way. No, I'd, I'd had to be just me, incapable, physically incapable of doing it. They would want to get some, like, machine back there and pick oh, that yeah. dog up. Yeah, and it, it ain't about the money. It ain't about being a tight one at all. But there ain't no way. Now, that that is, oh, we got to get this done. And in two days, we had it done, did we not? We had now, it done in one day. Yeah. It took us like two hours. And think about the memories that was on top of that. Y'all are going to remember probably for the rest of your life getting under that house and replacing that hot water heater. Y'all probably, and then getting under it again after we got it done. Spreading lime. To, well, that's to, me, Buck, then. Couldn't you don't know No, I'm talking like about that. getting under it once it was done and realizing that they just a, a random pipe <laughs> under our house. <laughs> right. With water. Yeah. And then spreading the lime. <laughs> spreading the lime out, getting the moisture up. And we still got to get under there and pull that plastic back down through that on top of all that. Y'all already did that? No, they, they, no. they put more lime down. So that was fun. And we still got plenty of trees to work on. We got three trees now, to work now on. Now we found out that our breaker box is old, old as the hills, and it's got a breaker that's not strong enough to hold. So we get to go through the experience of fixing Paying the breaker. somebody to do that. Well, that, that's probably going to be a pay somebody to do that. You, you could die probably. from that. Probably. Because that's, you know. I got somebody that can... Put that new breaker box in hot. <laughs> so Grant, like, you weren't going to have to cut none of the power off, son. Just run it. Uh, that right there might kill you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard thing to do right there. That's sure enough doing something hard right there. If you mess that up, there's going to be explosion. But, yeah, I mean, that was just that's just my perspective. I just got, you know, you see so much of that stuff, and I'm like, Man, I don't, never, I don't never see nobody talking about, you know, my my transmissions out on my truck. I got to I got to put it in. 
I don't ever see nobody talking about that. That's just like with the uh, yellow jackets and the wall. Somebody would have paid an exterminator for that. Somebody that passed that test. Yeah. Somebody that passed that I'm test. I'm telling you what, if you pass that test, you earn that job. So, Because so, so, that test right there is for somebody that ain't got nothing better to do. So, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. So you know what I did to them yellow jackets? Yeah, you told us. I took and, I took and sprayed about, what was it, half a can a wasp and hornet killer on them just to sort of frazzle them up. You know what I mean? Make it a little bit more fun. Then I took and threw a couple of big sticks at at the at the waiters, you know, to sort of jostle them out, you know, get them all out. Some things we won't be messing with anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, I, when I was looking for something to throw at them, I told Buck and Griff, I said, y'all find something, something we ain't going to be messing with here soon. Well, when we walked into the house and got off the phone with you, you you said this is about to be fun. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That that's something. And then you tried to use my high dollar four ten shells. Is what I heard. <laughs> I, I legitly thought about when I opened the door and looked at the waiters on the porch and hundreds upon hundreds of yellow jackets swarming. I thought the quickest way to eliminate the nest in and of itself. <laughs> is to shoot it with a shotgun. And I thought, okay, the 12 and 20 gauge is probably going to blow the banisters off the porch. Because I bet that 410 would too. Because because the – well, I was going to shoot it close to point-blank range. <laughs> close to point-blank range. Because the waders was leaned right up and against the porch rail. And so I said, well, I'll shoot it with the 410. And I asked uh, Buck and G if we had any 410 shells. And they were like, no, I don't think so. I said, Dad, boom. So I grabbed them two sticks. And, I mean, I walked the far out of them waiters, son. Got them yellow jackets good and agitated. And they were swarming and crawling all over everything. And At first you was just going to run out there and throw the waiters off the porch. Yeah, I was going to do that. Until I seen how many yellow jackets was like around it. Like the second you pick them up, they's gonna be on you. So I said, "Well, what did I learn from the Hornets? I don't even remember what episode that was. Do you? I don't Operation remember. Hornet. If y'all yeah. just now listening, go back and check out Operation Hornet. That's when we went out there. I had a spray bottle. Yeah. Like a like a not like a like a not like a Febreze spray bottle. Like an old ketchup, like you find in a 50s diner ketchup bottle. Right. Full of soapy water. That's right. And you had the water hose with a nozzle on it. Mm-hmm. And we went out there, it was probably 9 o'clock at night. It was dark. Yeah. And it was cold. And we went out there. I sprayed them with that soapy water, and Daddy hit them with that, with that water hose. Yeah. Done. Done. Never heard nothing from them. Well... Maybe now y'all don't have to go back and listen to the podcast since Cooney told the story. But anyway, I took a soap, uh, like a dish soap bottle, uh, and filled it up with water and was spraying the, the waders down with it. But I couldn't get to where the nest was inside of them. And there was just way too many of them flying still. Way too many. So I just got through washing dishes in the sink because there's no sense in having a dishwasher, you know. Let's wash dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. 
So there was a, a dang sink of dirty dishwater left. And I said, okay, I'm going to take that dirty dishwasher and throw it on there, dishwater, throw it on there. They won't be able to fly because of the soap in the water. Get on their wings, they can't fly. I dumped, what, three or four pots on them, G? About seven. <laughs> on them, they wasn't a yellow jacket one flying, son. They were all crawling. They were done. Took, walked out there, picked them waiters up, threw them in the yard. There's a straggler just every once in a while flying by saying, dang, something terrible happened to her house. I don't know what happened to it. And you'll go find another one. But it's gone. <laughs> but something like that, you know, I'm, that's something you've got to get done. Where was I at when that happened? Church. You yeah, use that church. That's on Sunday. Like we didn't, we didn't even know there was a yellow jacket nest right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we come and that's right by right there by the front door. Right. We come in and out of the house all day. People that rocking sit, chair that's sitting yeah. right there. Yeah. Never even messed with nobody. Didn't think nothing of it. Um. So yeah, this is deer season, so I'm gonna tell one quick deer hunt story, and then we're gonna shag off this Jew. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. My first deer hunt of the 2023-2024 season. I'm hunting over there in the rock quarry. How many of y'all folks, first off, how many of y'all folks hunt in a rock quarry? Huh? That's how Say. you know. That's because you work every day of your life, every hour you're awake, you're working. And that, that one hour you get. Right, that that time you get just to walk to the truck, to go home to sleep, to get up, and go to work. You take a little bit of time out of that walk, and you walk down there in the bottom of that quarry, and you just wait. <laughs> wow, is that is that how you see me for real? Yeah, that's how it is. Oh my gosh! Anyway, you wake up, go to work, get home, eat, sit on your phone for about an hour. Bye, y'all. Love y'all. I'm going to bed. Dang, G busted me out on the he phone, you, son. Boy. G, yeah. G busted me out. And what aggravates me, this is something new that's come along since the last since the last cast. Danny had got these AirPods for Christmas. <laughs> and this Joker wears one AirPod in his ear at all times. You never know when he's listening to something or nothing. That Joker just be sitting there with an AirPod. Most of the time, there won't be nothing running through it. He just got it in. He'll he'll just be sitting there, and then all of a sudden, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he'll just be sitting there when we watch the TV, and you'll hear, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my first hunt of this year of this season, I set up set me up a blind, this little opening. Had a bunch of muscadines on one side. Muscadines wrapping the whole opening, right? They're We've really good. Been seeing deer there while we work, whatever. Been seeing this buck over there. I said, I'll smoke this buck, son. I got my, broke my bow out, did some practicing with it. I'm good to go, son. Good to go. Set my blind up. Well, the day I'm going to hunt, I forget to bring my chair because I was going to go ahead and set my chair and my bow and everything up that morning. So I said, you know what? I ain't even going to hunt. I'll just hunt it in the morning. 
I get off work and I'm like, man, I really want to go hunting. So I went into the office trailer and got one of the metal office chairs and went down there. Figuring I was there in plenty of time. Plenty of time before the deer was going to get there. So I set the office chair in there, set my cushion up because it's a metal chair. Set my turkey hunting cushion on it because that stays in the truck. When you when you a gobbler man, your gobbler stuff stays in your truck regardless of the year. Set my turkey hunting cushion on my on my chair. Get set up. Set down. All right. Go back to the truck. Get the bow. Normally, when I'm bow hunting, um, I always knock an arrow on my string, get my release ready while I'm walking to the stand or even walking back to the truck. I didn't do that this time because I figured I had plenty of time before said deer was to arrive. The 10 minutes before I have to go home. (laughs) No, this was like it. I still had like two and a half hours of daylight left. Yeah. Uh, That was an early day. So anyhow, I go get my bow, get my quiver, and I go walking up to the blind. I get to the back of the blind, and guess what I see? That buck standing right there on the right-hand side of that opening. If I'd have had my arrow knocked, he stood there long enough for me to get a shot. I'm not saying he would have stood there while I drawled, but he was standing there like, yo, cuh. So were you, cuh. These my muscadines. These my muscadines. Better back up out my opening, boy. <laughs> and he just turned around and walked to the edge. I went on ahead and got in the blind. I said, well, dang, he ain't too spooked. Maybe he's just a dummy. Maybe he'll come easing back Maybe out. he's just used to loud noises his whole life. What? I'm, I ease through the woods like a ninja, son. I'm a dad-blasted mossy oak ninja. I don't make a bit of racket. 1940s or 1840s you, you know when oak. You know when you walk behind me in the woods, you put your feet where I step because I stepped in the right spot every step. Yeah. Go on, go on ahead and act like I ain't yeah, the ninja. Yeah, mm-hmm. But anyhow, I didn't make no racket. He just seen me. He just and that's probably what startled him. He probably like, dang, this big fat joker didn't make no noise. He like he a, probably probably looked at him. He's like, ain't no way that's the mossy oak ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but he eased up on the side of the woods there, and he just fed around in them muscadines and whatever else though, for fifteen or twenty minutes, eighty, ninety yards away. I said, Dad, bum, son. Then I went back the next time and didn't see nothing. Didn't see a thing. Tell them about your other spot you got. Oh, where me and you went? Yeah. Oh, that was that was the first hunt of the no, year. No, I'm talking about the spot recent. Mm. Last weekend. Last weekend. When we got deep. Me and you? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, where me and you went hunting. Nah, deep in the backyard. Oh, yeah, that's for another podcast. But it's about time to wrap this one up. But yeah, that's what's up. Don't call it a comeback. Timmy Heaps, meet me in Montana. Mama, mama said knock you out. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces. I should love.